Hello, everybody. It's Timmy Gibson here for The Timmy Gibson Show. And I have a special guest in studio today, uh, mm-hmm. Stacy Weimer of a new podcast that launches May 20... 21st. First, yeah. Called Man Shopping, which if I'm honest, <laughs> when I first heard that, I was like, manscaping is what came to mind. Like, is this a show about guys needing to manscape and her experiences with guys oh my that gosh. didn't manscape? Who do you think I am? <laughs> no, I think it's hilarious. Man shopping sounds kind of derogatory or off-putting to some people anyway but I, manscaping you know is like a whole different thing uh-huh. I, I yeah i did i thought it was great you know I, I i took it after the manscaping came to my mind <laughs> because that's where my mind often goes right is it went straight to oh she's a single woman shopping for men yeah and so i'm like ooh, this is an interesting character here i'm so glad it doesn't always come like not everyone understands it. Not every, it's like online shopping, it. online dating. What do they say? Not everybody picks up what you're putting down. Right. I'm like, come on, get with this program here. Yes. So uh, we met because I came to uh, a little divorced over 40. Yeah, happy a little hour happy deal. hour. That's right. Yeah. So um, I think you heard about it through a mutual friend or someone who was already in the group, maybe? Yeah, someone that was in my group. Okay, you know, cool. The, the singles group that I run. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned... They were going to your group and I'm like, oh, this would be great because I'm not the leader of that group. And so I could actually go there and maybe meet some hot chicks. I love so, it. It totally. So, so I yeah. came and, and it was like the, I met really cool people and been chit chatting with them. I mean, you know. Right. Um, and our second our second happy hour, a totally different crew showed up, which yeah, I loved. Was nice. I was like, yeah. oh, a whole fresh match. Picture. Like she I waits till know. I leave and does the picture. Oh my gosh. She's Stacy. Oh, thanks. Totally unintentional. I remembered to take the picture I was hurt and right before I left. I was like, oh, wait, before everybody gets there. <laughs> well, I saw that you tagged me and apologized for taking it late. Uh, I'm like, okay, okay, Stacy, we'll still be friends. I know. Fine. I'll do better next time. I promise. <laughs> yeah. So you found out from because you obviously network a ton with singles in Kansas City. Yes. I don't. I think that the single, um, I am, I'm getting there. I'm trying. This is an attempt to meet more single people in Kansas City in particular. But I I found out about that group from Bumble, the founder. No and I met on They're Bumble. They're fucking canvassing on Bumble? No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. So the guy, one, okay, so there's three people who put together that group, one man and two women. I had met the man Months and months and months ago, when I was on Bumble, we chatted. We never dated. We became friends. We follow each other on social media like you sometimes do when you go on a date or whatever. You follow each other on Instagram. And I saw what he was doing, and I thought it was fantastic. And I kind of raised my hand, and I said, hey, I'll help you out over here in Kansas City because I think it's a great idea. So, yeah. Isn't that funny, though? Like, my little online dating brought me to, yeah, yeah, being the, the, they call me the city ambassador of Kansas City. I mean, that's a big title. I did it for the title and for, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, but anyway, I do think it's great because I feel like so many people, especially after divorce, don't have single friends. Yeah. In our age demographic, a lot of times it's all the. They're still friends with their old married folks. Yeah, Yeah. all their yeah they need a they need support and there's things that that we offer one another that our married friends don't have experience in and can't offer the exact same perspective. You know. Well, that's been probably the one of the best parts of my journey mm-hmm. has been all the new friendships. Totally. It's been, and you know, and it's funny if you really want to grow and change and develop, you know, and I always say, if you want to grow better rather than bitter after a divorce, which <laughs> I is love it's that. so, it's so possible to go either way. Absolutely. <laughs> you can grow bitter or better after your divorce. And I really am committed to self development, you know, being self-aware of my own fuck up, sure. fucked upness 
to be able to own my own shit so that I can be a better person moving forward. Um, I'm just so committed to that. And I realized that though I have a lot of great friends from my previous sure. life, uh, I realized that I, I needed to expand and to, I to, love it. to evolve and to grow and to really take a hard look in the mirror and say, who the fuck am I? What do I like? Who do I like? What, you know what I mean? Like I really I, had to go deep. I totally agree. I think most people after divorce, um, and how long were you married? You were married quite 25 yeah, years. See? I mean, so many people, um, I say I've been married most of my adult life because the mar- I've been married twice and the two together. Oh, you're one of those <laughs> the people. The two together, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or like 15 years, you yeah. know I mean? So that's, it's a <laughs> long time, but you all too often people do lose themselves if you will, or, um, their interests or maybe they don't uh they prioritize for for great reasons their spouse and their you know um immediate family and they maybe neglect friendships or even i i think i neglected some of my closest family members just trying to you know put my family first for years sure. and years and years so i think what you're talking about is totally um common yeah. but the better instead of bitter part is the piece that a lot of people are lacking. Yeah. So to take the time that now you have more time, I'm guessing on your hands than you used yeah. to. Especially and, as an empty nester. Right. And I'm almost there. I'm two years away, which is insane. Right. Party time. Mm-hmm. I know in some ways it is in some ways I want to cry. And in some ways I want to celebrate. It's both. It really I is. Bet. It's a bittersweet, wonderful thing. <sighs> Having a relationship with your, with your adult is a daughter. You have a daughter. daughter. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, like I have a daughter and mm-hmm. she's 23 and we're super close. She's daddy's girl and Love my that. son and I are super close too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a different, you know, it's a different. Sure. Different dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's funny. People go, what, what was your favorite part of parent or favorite part of development for your kids or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I loved it all. I, I, I honestly loved when they were a baby and I was changing diapers. I loved it when they were toddlers and they were fucking wild. I loved it when they were, you know what I mean? Like, I we are so much alike. I mean, we've been sitting here, ta- you know, talking and my daughter asked me that question. She, um, she's a deep thinker. She likes to have these, you know, heavy conversations. And she opened that up to me. I'm telling you week, just a few weeks ago. And she was like, mom, what was your favorite part? And it's probably because she's so anticipating her 16th birthday, which is May 31st. So she's kind of thinking about her own life, you know, and getting older. And I said the exact same thing. I said, (laughs) Lainey, I loved every single minute of all of it. And at each different stage, I thought it was the best. And right now, just like you were just saying, I tell people all the time how much I love um, where she's at right now. She's still a kid. She's still a little goofball, you know, all of those things, but she's smart and we can have big discussions about things that matter, you know, similar, not the same as a friend, but yeah, she is my friend. We can go to lunch and have real talks and I love it so much. It's so fun. I could go on. Yeah, I could. I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I, I get a little teary. I just even thinking about my kids because it's it as they've gotten older to see them really like kind of coming into themselves Mm, and the best and just conversations that I've had with, both of my kids, you know, um, yeah, I don't want to get started. I'll, it's I'll get it's all, all good. I'll get no, like super so fucking great. emotional. So let's, let's talk you about know, those dating. Are like, yeah. Dating. Yeah. I mean, that's less emotional. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I maybe, love it. Maybe, maybe more. more. <laughs> maybe more. 
different. But yeah, no. So all the yeah. all the seasons of of life. I, someone even asked me the other day. They said, you know what? So what did you what do you like better, being married or being single? Oh God. And I'm like, okay. So first, my personality says, well, I love right now. Sure. Not because I'm single, but I love the present moment because it's what the it's what I'm in. It's what you've got. It's what I've got. Yeah. So it's the only thing I've and got. good for you that you love it. I do. Yeah. No, I love it. Better absolutely. over better. See, yeah, it keeps absolutely. coming back. Like, yeah. But for me, I mean, I did enjoy being coupled. You know? Me too. And and I enjoy being single right now. Mm -hmm. And at some point I'll be coupled up again. And that's that's fine. Right. Um, but I feel like I'm more of I'm so relational. You me know, too. it's just part of how I'm wired. And so, you know, I I like holding hands and mm -hmm. snuggling and and all that shit. You know, I I just I'm that way. Totally um, get it. So anyway, but we're single now. Yes. And you date. Yes. Right? Yes. And you are young. How young are you? 43. 43. Huh. So right young. Old age. <laughs> 43. Yeah. So yeah. So you're not quite middle-aged, right? I, cons is this I consider myself is it, to be middle-aged. 40 to yeah. 55 is at middle-aged? I think so. I mean, I, I mean, you I think, think about I'm it. I'm middle-aged. Like, I'm 52, Stacey. You're middle-aged. I, yeah. I mean, how long am I going to live into my eighties? I hope, you oh, know, hopefully, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I always jokingly say this and people give me shit about it all the time. Mm -hmm. I literally am fully wanting to live. To, I know you're going to be like, Timmy, you are a little, oh, kooky. God, how long I want to live to 150. And here's what I realized. And I wow. heard it. I did. I, I used to say that I've said this for a while. Mm -hmm. I watched some kind of like legitimate program. It wasn't like some right. fucking goofball program like ancient aliens but it was it was like a real program and they said that with modern technology and all the stuff coming up that they feel like the person that's going to live to 150 is alive right now and so when i heard that i was like that's me <laughs> i'm gonna that's like, totally no, i'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna do, it. do it but <laughs> I, I love it i do have long life in my family so i uh, yes, do intend to living as long as possible I don't ever want to look my fucking age. You don't look your age. Oh, neither do you. I and, love that. And I never want to ever right. look my age. But anyway, who knows, right? I, who knows? Right, I get hit by a fucking car. Who today. knows? I don't know. But I, my intent is to live as long as I fucking can. Um, so anyway, middle-aged. Yeah. So dating is different. So yeah. I the biggest thing for me, and I'm curious what you are, mm -hmm. and I want to get in some saucy stuff. Sure. So for me, having been married for 25 years, you know, I got married before internet, before computers, before Google, before right. I know, yeah, before everything. I so yeah, now I'm like, what the fuck? And I have a mixed emotion about online dating. Right. I do it sometimes. I don't sometimes. It's it, I literally feel like it's it's good and bad. It's, Agreed. I feel like it's a necessary evil. Yep. Especially during COVID. Like, right. I mean, like, how else are you going to fucking meet people? Exactly. You can't go out. Plus, exactly. if they're wearing masks, they whip that mask off. You're like, ah, oh, God. Yeah, put the mask back on. You're prettier. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a whole other topic. Right? I have stories about that. Oh, wow. Golly. She looks so good, good from, the, from the bridge of her nose <laughs> up. I was like... Gosh, they're gonna. Is there a name for that yet? Like, I don't, like the butterface, except like she's got a great body, butterface. You know, I kid you not. There was a girl I went out with, and I say girl, it's a, sure. a woman, sure, uh -huh. but she's a female. Mm -hmm. I met her with she had a mask on, mm -hmm. and in my opinion, looks are very uh, was it subjective? Sure, yeah, object? subjective. Yeah. So yeah, I found from the very nose up, she had great hair, she had uh -huh. a great body, uh -huh. her eyes were fucking unbelievable. Uh huh. We went out. So I asked her out with sure. masks on. Uh -huh. We met for dinner, mm -hmm. or whatever. She pulled the mask off. Oh boy! And I literally was like, I wanted to leave. I Were her to be teeth like, jacked up? Or yeah, yes, it was her teeth. It was the jaw. There was yeah. something about it. 
And again, she's beautiful mm-hmm. to someone sure. else. Like, absolutely. I just wasn't into the look that she had with the mask. Without off. the mask. Yeah, it that's really great. Was See, that's yeah. a great story. I haven't yeah. had that happen yet. Oh, you haven't? Yeah. Uh-uh. Oh. No, in fact, I have never been asked out face to face. No, I haven't at all since my second divorce. Really? No one has walked up to me and said. So you're not dating anybody right now? I'm not. You want to go out with me? <laughs> sure. So, okay. See, <laughs> I just, just asked you out. I said you can't. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> dating during COVID yes. was a fascinating time. It was. How did you, because you were single before it was, COVID? You, so, I, no. Well, not really. I was oh. actually, um, Oh, dear God. Now I'm trying to think back on timelines. So I was single during COVID. I didn't have any dating experience prior to that. So like my re-entry into the dating world was during COVID. So yeah. So lucky me. Oh my God. Lucky me. And I dove in pretty hard. Like I was like, oh, who cares? Like I was talking to five guys at a time, which is, yeah, confusing. So do this? I you, did. You keep a fucking because... spreadsheet? Please tell me. No, God, no. Okay, no, 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 no. Um, but my friends and I came up with nicknames because my friends couldn't remember who I was talking about. If I said, you know, John, they'd be the like, John who, you know, I'm like, I'm talking, yeah, yeah, it was, it was yeah, a lot of nicknames too. for them to keep up, you know? Um, but yeah, so one of the things that we, yeah, it, that comes from that is, um, like FaceTime. Oh, lots of FaceTime dates. Not a ton, but enough. But some. Yeah. So it was an interesting kind of like litmus test because I had a guy um, suggest it to me and I'm outgoing and I use Zoom for work and whatever. It didn't seem weird to me. I'm like, well, he lived in a different city anyway. Plus, I couldn't get out to see him. It was like right at the beginning of COVID. And so I agreed to it and I was like, oh, my God, he's onto something here. And I started asking men when I would meet them, hey, would you want to FaceTime sometime? And some of them. I love that, by the way. I, you know, it was like, what, how else are we going to know? You know? So um, I had a couple of guys completely shut it down. Like, no, I'm never going to do that. Good try. Ha ha. Right. I didn't talk to them anymore because I'm like, are you not who you say you are? Like you See, look I would like. find that very sketchy. It, I, I did. I found it very sketchy. Um, really, there's one guy that stands out in my mind. He wanted to text all day long. He wanted to tell me like his every move all day long. I hate that. Hated it. Well, hated it. I say I hate it. If you're that's into them and yes. it's cute and it's mutual back you're and forth, touch you're excited. The day. I love that. That's yeah. different sure. than one person. Like I just peed. I right. just, I mean, like I <laughs> come on. Like I just, I just got off the treadmill and took a shower. I'm like, I don't care. Don't, you know, I will never forget. He's like, I just, I just put mulch out around. I'm like, what? I don't need to know that. Texting. So let me clarify. Uh-huh. So for me, texting throughout the day is fine. If I've met you in person. You know what? Meaning, I'm okay. like, I've met you. I like you. We're just kind of staying in touch, whatever. But if yeah. I haven't met you yet, and yeah, we've never that's met, a, texting gets really fucking old. It gets old. It gets, um, it gets exhausting yeah. if you are actively dating and trying to meet people because you may be simultaneously texting someone else, or you. you may just be burnt out because, you know, it's very hard to like give your story over and over, explain what you do for work, explain, you know, what life is like with your children, you know, all of these different things. When you're trying to get to know one another, it's special. You need, it needs to happen. But 
I don't know about you, but I have felt more than once that it was a tremendous waste of time because then when I, I say waste and I hate to even say that, that's not true. Everyone has value. Everyone sure. matters. I'm happy that I have met everyone that I've texted with or gone on a date with. I'm However, do I wish I had invested less time texting some of those men before the date? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. I, 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 matter of fact, I am <laughs> a similar thing. Mm -hmm. If I'm, Fight match with someone. Right. I'm pretty quick to go, hey, I'm glad we matched. You want to get a uh, coffee? <laughs> you, want, you want to meet for coffee? Yeah. Like, smart. If they're unwilling smart. to do that. Yeah. What's I, the point? My brain, now this might not be true, uh -huh. but in my brain, I say they're not real. Right. They're fake. They're hiding something. They're dating somebody else. They're right. They're seeing someone mm -hmm. else. What? Because in my mind, why? What? If we're, if we've matched. Yes. Why don't you want to meet me? I'm not saying let's meet in a dark alley at right. fucking 1 I'm not saying I love you and I want to marry you. I just want to meet you and have coffee. I just want to so have, right. I think people are, are in our demographic, our age range, whatever, our place in life, overthink dating. Every, I think the vast majority of the daters out there think that especially women, sorry, I and I'm a woman myself, but yeah. I think women are like, I am looking for a man 45 to 55 years old with, with this type of, of hair, yeah, six to three. Uh, yes, this situation with his children, this kind of career, this kind of house in this part of the city. And then they see somebody like you and they're like, oh, well, he looks great. Oh, no, wait, he doesn't fit my list. He is this He or has that. one too many oh, tattoos. Oh my God, that I'm not sure. He was in prison. <laughs> I know it's. Exactly. So it's like then they like pull back and they're like they overthink it and instead of saying oh he asked me for a fucking cup of coffee yeah. i'm not committed to him like i i really it's do you think that yeah it's just coffee yeah and i feel like people start planning down the road of what they think the type of person is that they need to end up with and so they overlook a ton of great people that they could just be out meeting yes. and become friends with you know, and whatever philosophy because i here's my thought i've done it yes if i, I mean if i've swiped if we've matched mm -hmm. well if, even if we chit chat a little bit let's find let's meet for coffee right because my mind i go in with i've learned this this is me just personally mm -hmm. i go in with zero expectation perfect i might meet them it might be a no but mm -hmm. i've made a new friend yes i've made a new whatever like yep. there's just a million different things that can come of it they might have a cousin or a sister or a friend absolutely that they would be like they love guys with tattoos she'd love you i and i've had that happen yeah where i didn't match with them i mean i did but i didn't match sure with them in person. it wasn't a connection so for me you, it's yeah. like I, I can't tell if i'm really gonna dig you unless we meet in person mm -hmm. and I, i've actually connected talked too long during me COVID, too too long to then only meet them in person and have it be an instant be fucking let no. down. Yeah, I know. I've like, had it happen to me too. Uh, yeah. I had a whole nother vibe from you via text. Yep. And now that we're in person. I, yeah, so I can total, I can totally relate, but I will say that the FaceTime thing for me has been a good indication of chemistry. Yeah. Pretty good. well. So would you say coffee would be ideal now that yes, COVID? Absolutely. Drink, all that a drink shit. at happy hour or so coffee. One step below yeah. coffee or happy hour would be FaceTime. Yeah, totally. Okay. Cause I'm I'm with you. I've done a lot of FaceTimes. Yeah. And and I've now my experience has been 
Some have not wanted to, but my yeah, experience is most been people will. fairly open to I it. I mean, if you know, if you're not used to doing that, it can feel kind of goofy. You feel kind yeah. of like maybe a little bit self-conscious or something, but it's nice to see expression. It's nice to see body language. It's nice to see, sure. you know, just how they present themselves well, is a little different. Yeah. And, and I guess for me, when I really think about the FaceTime dates or interactions that I would call them more interactions that I've had, it was easier to, to decide on a no. Yeah. So it was easy for me. Like I, to your point, texted with a guy, he seemed witty and funny, very intelligent. And then when we, <laughs> he looked like Matthew McConaughey. Like this guy oh, was man. great. Yeah. And um when we when we FaceTimed, he kind of talked like um who <laughs> you put the lotion on the skin, like the silence of the lambs with the bucket, the the, yes. the murderer of the yeah, that's how he talked. And I couldn't get over it. I was like are you a sociopath or is it just me? Yeah, it was really creepy. Yeah. He was not what I expected. I was thinking, hey, what's up, Matthew McConaughey? Hey. You want to beat some drums? You know, it was totally different. Yeah, so yeah. I was like let down after that. I was like, well, he is not who I thought he was. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess it's and then maybe I have FaceTimed and then gone on a real date once where we had good chemistry it was fun to look at each so I think, FaceTime is like okay I'm yeah scared. I think there's been a couple of guys that I'm like oh I love looking at your face and we just Aww. smile at each other and it's sweet and I'm like I really do want to see you in person this makes me more excited oh, cool. to see you and that's happened um three times I okay. would say two of the times there was real chemistry one-on-one in person, one, in person. Okay. and one of the times I was like I'm yeah. not so much feeling it for a multitude of reasons. I still love the guy. I, I, he's actually one of my favorite guys oh, that cool. I dated. Um, yeah, but it wasn't really a good match in sure. person, like better friends. Sure. I've had several mm -hmm. yeah, dates that ended up being friends. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm friends with a lot. I would say a good chunk, especially anybody I not just one date, but right. like, you know, someone yeah. I kind of saw for a few weeks or right. whatever. We're That's all I've friends. got. That's like right so now what's your in longest life? relationship. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is fun. Yeah. Your longest relationship since, you know, the divorce. The divorce. Um during separation, I instantly connected with a childhood friend. Okay. Um very soon after separation and thought that God was telling me like this is why you've been through everything in your life. I'm connecting you back with your one of your favorite I people. I know it's because it's you can see where it's going. Yeah. So I innately like trusted him, kind of built the relationship up oh. in my mind that this was going to be like the most beautiful, glorious life. Like I had planned out like this was this is going somewhere. He did. He did, too. I'm pretty oh. sure. Pretty sure he did, too. But anyway, and I talk I I he is a big part of my rebounds uh -huh. episode for my podcast because he's a rebound and he's not my guy and I'm not his girl. Yeah. And it lasted about five months. 
And then I got online and started actually put, and it is kind of work to put myself out there to date, to just date for the sake of dating, to meet people, to become friends, to experience it and work on myself at the same time. So I've come a long way, thankfully, since then. It's like, I almost felt like my rebound, probably similar to yours. Mm -hmm. I didn't quite feel it was like God, but, Uh but I did feel it was a very necessary part of my healing. I love that. And, and, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was super fun. That's what I talked about in my rebounds episode. I'm so, see, we are so like-minded because I feel like rebounds, it just, the name just sounds like something bad, a negative experience, but it, it's healing and it's normal. And, you know, so many good things come out of it. And the biggest thing is learning to your point, but I'm going to guess there was probably a good physical connection and that's usually what sparks, you know, the rebound. Or in my case, it was that tight friendship, that pull of like, oh, I love this person already. Now they get to be my person. Like, that's how I felt, seriously. But we had a ton of fun together. You know, we did. We had a ton of fun together. Same same for me. And it it was. It was a quick instant physical connection. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, um, yeah, it was, it it happened so fast. Fast. Mm -hmm. And yet... She was recently divorced. Mm-hmm. I was recently divorced. And we even said, we this is probably a rebound. Yeah. But I didn't look at rebound as a bad thing. Right. I was like, you know what? Let's just enjoy each other's company. Perfect. And for me, it came because I got I got divorced and then Christmas came. Oh, yeah. That's 2019. hard. 2019. Mm-hmm. So, so God yeah. sent me this rebound because right. I got to spend the holidays with someone with this. Yeah. The special girl that in my life that's at that sweet. time. And it was that's sweet. Great. It was sweet. Yeah. And, you know, because I lived here on the plaza. And so we were here for the Christmas lighting. I love that. We were here for Christmas. And it was for my soul. I don't know how it was yep. for you, but after my divorce, it was very like it was like the darkest night of the soul mm-hmm. for me because mm-hmm. I was raised religious, which I want to ask you about that. Sure. You know, I was raised religious. Divorce was the ultimate sin. Right. Kinda. Right. And so to get divorced, it was very dark, even though I knew that it was okay. And I, and I wanted that. I want where I'm, I want what I want. Right. Like I want to be single now. Like it's good. Yes. Um, I didn't want to be married anymore. And so it was a good journey, but it was the familiarity of 25 years. Yeah. It really took me a good year to really work through that. And my rebound was literally part of my healing journey. And and I heard this said, I, this uh-huh, is a little derogatory, sense. but in mm-hmm. order to get over someone else, you, you got to get, get under, under someone yeah. else. You know, <laughs> I know that sounds derogatory, no, but, but, but I, it's a fucking fact. Right. And it, I can tell you right now, if I could go back, I would do, do it again, do her and it again. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I would definitely do it all over yeah. again because mm. it was therapeutic and in, fact my female counselor mm-hmm. said this is good good she said go live it up timmy live it up oh i love it yeah and you know i'd say female just because yeah because it, right it, wasn't a guy right. going go do go. it timmy yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i so totally understand I felt, yeah I felt, yeah because i mean she was just like timmy you do you mm-hmm. have fun just make sure you know it's consensual of all course that stuff, of right? course yeah and of course yeah like that's a big deal with me right. anyway Right. Okay. So religion, (laughs) I I want to take a little skirt into the religious part because that's something else that we share apparently that I wasn't totally aware of. Yeah. What is your religious heritage, your backstory? 
It's an interesting one. So I was be soulmates. We might be. So I was raised in a tiny little country Baptist church. <laughs> and you're laughing and about a Southern spit Baptist, out your coffee. A Southern Baptist pastor yeah. at a little bitty country church. Mm-hmm. So we had some good preachers and we had some not so good preachers in my mind, in my opinion. Um, and there were a lot of good experiences and healthy, wonderful, beautiful things. I'm still friends with a lot of kids that were raised in that church. A lot of them are my cousins. Oh. And then a lot of them are close friends, right? You don't date cousins, <laughs> No. <do you? laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, I am meet, from the sticks, the best, but no. <laughs> the best place to meet uh, a date is at the family, family reunion. reunion. There you go. Yep. Okay. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, I was raised, baptized at, you know, young age of seven or nine of my own choosing, memorized Bible verses, stood up, recited them for the church my whole life. Then, um, had some interesting, uh, adolescent experiences where I was sent to a, I I wanted desperately to go to this church camp that was actually at SBU right down South in Missouri, uh, Southern Baptist university, huge, huge, huge auditorium filled with, you know, 13 to 18 year old kids put us in the dorms. So exciting to be with all these older teenagers. Well, up on the big screen were lessons about how you're going to love this. Oh shit. Masturbation is a sin. (laughs) By the way, ladies and gentlemen, masturbation is not a sin. You should do it as often as possible. Yeah. Telling a, I mean, a hormone filled room of young people, like you're going to go to hell for masturbating. Total shame and guilt. guilt. Um, They did a thing. um, Oh my God. Like the, we had to memorize verses to like go out and witness to the world, God's love. And by the way, it was our responsibility. And, and if we didn't do that, we basically didn't love our friends. Yeah. So the last, um, yeah, the last thing that we did was like, it was like from the book of revelations or something. It was like lightning and darkness and thunder. And we had to turn to the people around us and recite the verses that they had made us memorize and try to save as many people as we could all with a countdown counting down on a screen can you imagine yeah that's where i came from that is very toxic Mm -hmm. and same yeah only difference is so southern baptist was on part of the family pentecostal yeah so we were tongue talking rolling like snakes wow yeah and by the way my parents had no idea that the camp was like that. Yeah, yeah my parents, same. My I parents, don't yeah. think they would have been in right. alignment with that, but yeah. My parents weren't necessarily that uh, wild into it as well. Right. Yeah, and my parents were never really, um, they weren't as, as, as weird, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. a, as the, like our home life was healthier religiously, even though I have a lot of thoughts there mm-hmm. because I don't, believe any of that i i don't believe much of that bullshit anymore mm-hmm. I, mean, I love god and believe in jesus all that but i just I, I, in other words i don't believe that you have to be a christian to go to heaven i'm not even sure i believe in heaven necessarily i believe we i'm with you on that here so for yeah. me it's like just i don't think a buddhist is going to hell for example Agreed. which is how i, I, was I just had this conversation with my stepdad not that long oh, ago really? yeah because i'm like yeah i mean let's say my soul was born in india are you telling me because i was never witnessed to by a christian person yeah that i'm doomed to hell is that our god i hope not yeah that was actually my parting of ways Mm -hmm. because i don't know if you i don't know if you know my story but i was an evangelical pastor for 30 years i knew you were a pastor but i didn't know exactly not anymore Mm -hmm. but i i was Mm -hmm. i still teach spiritual stuff sure but yeah spent 30 years as an evangelical pastor and so 
I was doing much like what that camp that you <laughs> talked about, uh -huh. you know, I was teaching and training and you should evangelize and win people to Christ and, mm -hmm. you know, build your big mansion in heaven by doing that. Right. And, you know, I just came to a place in my life where I was like, that's bullshit. That's, mm -hmm. there's no fucking way the God of the universe set it up where only Christianity is right. I agree. I just, I couldn't accept it anymore mm -hmm. that that was the, I mean, I'm okay with Christianity, sure. mm -hmm. but I'm just not okay with Christianity being the only exclusive narrow way right. that the universe was like, no, I completely agree. And I, I don't even know when I started thinking that way because I still am a Christian. I still believe in my Christian faith, but I like you think, Buddhists will be in heaven and Hindu people will be in like anyone who believes in a higher, we call him God. They call him Buddha. They call right. whatever. Like yeah. I still, yeah, I think there's room for all of us up there. I, believe so. um, I have a question for you. Can I yeah, ask? So like when you date people, because this is probably the first time in my life since my daughter is, you know, nearly, I'm, I'm nearly an empty nester and you are, um, I have a different viewpoint on dating other religions. Now I'm going to guess that you're, away. you're probably pretty open to that. I, for the first time in my life am entirely open. I don't sure. care. I, I, I think I would love it to share that with someone that they like to go to a similar type of service as me. But at the same time, I'm fine to go to my or, you know, read my readings or do my thing. If someone else is Jewish or, you know, Buddhist or whatever, I'm, fine with that sure but when i was younger i probably wouldn't have been because i would want to raise my child the way that i you know tradition all that yeah so yes i'm very open mm -hmm. uh the only thing that i i don't think i could do would be someone and no offense i have friends are atheists sure I, I think it'd be difficult for me to to really connect with an atheist only because i am spiritual mm -hmm. and so for them to believe so vehemently that, that there is no, no god yeah and that I believe that there is a God. Right. I agree with you. I, <laughs> I, 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 I totally am the same and I do, yeah. Now, when I talk to people who, when I date coach, uh -huh. I say, if religion is a big deal to you, then you should find someone that it's a big deal to them too. In other I words, agree. what you find to be important, like uh -huh. if personal development is a big deal to you, mm -hmm. you should probably find someone who also values personal development. I think that's good advice. It's like fitness. If fitness is important to you, you should mm -hmm. probably find someone else that finds mm -hmm. fitness important. If you are a vegan, <laughs> You should probably find someone that shares that. I love it because I have felt so judgy going out on dates or even just talking to someone, getting to know them before a first date. And like, for instance, this one guy was like, I get up at 4 a.m. I go straight to the gym in my in my office building. And I'm like, that is not my life, because guess what? If we were together months down the road, you're going to your alarm is going to go off at four o'clock and wake me up. And I do not want to be awake <laughs> at four o'clock. And I, what are you going to think of me? Am I now a lazy whatever? Because I'm still in bed like yeah. that may not work. And then like the it vegan won't. thing and all of that, I'm like cheese is my favorite like bacon i yes! love bacon. how can that work and i love to cook and you're not gonna love eating my food and i yeah. bake a lot and it all has you know eggs and, and when butter i say bacon that's not a reference to anything else i'm saying yeah, actually, I hear bacon. You. actually bacon i hear you <laughs> it's like if you said hot dogs i'm like i know what you mean right <laughs> right right that's great okay yeah. so uh, and i'm sure in your um did anything else you wanted to add about the religious stuff? Uh, oh, so well, like with the religion, I kind of I had a whole journey. I mean, um, in adulthood, whenever I was married to my daughter's dad, we he was not raised with a lot of religion, but he had been baptized Catholic. And so we kind of found a middle of the road Methodist church that was 
easy to go to, Which honestly. We lived in Wichita, Kansas. Oh, okay. So it was right down the street. We could walk to it, and um, that worked out well for us. Our Well, we actually started off at a at the big Methodist church downtown in Wichita oh. because my daughter was baptized there. And then we moved and we went to the one down the street, which was fantastic. And then after the divorce, Lainey and I moved to Kansas City and I rented the cutest little Tudor house in Waldo. Oh, and I became love that area. I love that area too. And so I became uh, we made all these friends. We made all these great friends. And I was like the only young divorced, you know, woman in the Catholic community at the time. And they were just like showered me with love and support. That's and awesome. it was a beautiful thing. I converted to Catholicism. No shit. I did. I Look went every you. single Tuesday. I do. So do I. I. I went every Tuesday night. I learned everything I could. I dispelled all of the myths that I had been taught as a child that like Mary, you know, they're worshiping Mary as a statue. Uh, no, not quite. <laughs> yeah. You know, all of these things. So um, it was a wonderful experience. I am a confirmed Catholic. My daughter wow. is as well. Um, however, we in my second marriage, this is what I'm talking about. Like with the dating and relationships, it's hard to blend some of those things. Sometimes my husband, uh, was spiritual, not necessarily super religious. Also grew up in a Methodist church. His children went to a Lutheran church on our weekends together. No one wanted to go to the Catholic church with Lainey and I, you know, it was like in order to go to church as a family, it needed to be something closer to what my stepdaughters were used to, yeah. even though Lutherans and Catholics are not that far apart. Lutherans, Catholic light. Right. Catholic so light, similar. Yeah. But so we started going to a Methodist church. My daughter and I still go to a Methodist church what today. Do you go to? We go to Platwoods up north. Okay. We live in Parkville. Just a reason mm -hmm. I say is Adam Hamilton's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Oh, well, he's amazing man. Yeah, and I've good. listened to him many. I've, yeah. I've sat through a uh, sat through i have i've attended like many um christmas eve services and easter service at the kaufman center um, and he's amazing he's, he's amazing he, yeah. he and i grew up together as kids so funny are you story. kidding no huh, yeah wow. we, yeah he and i were in the same church as that's kids. amazing he's a couple years older than me but mm -hmm. he uh he's been a big mentor to me we're, we're we ride motorcycles together he's a good dude that's awesome so and i'll show you something after the podcast mm -hmm. and you'll be like oh my god that's so cool but tell you a little cute story about him mm -hmm. I, you know, I used to be an evangelical pastor. I was teaching out in Olathe, had the mm -hmm. church. I'm in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. I'm washing my hand. No, I'm sorry. I was using the, I was standing at the urinal, mm -hmm. which guys don't look at each other right. in the urinal. Right. So I got done. I could fell. I could tell someone was next to me. Right. Sure. Because you don't look at each other. Right. Got done. I'm washing my hands. He walked over to wash his hands. I looked up. It's Adam. And he was Adam, visiting your church. He was coming to my church <gasps> oh to my hear gosh, me preach. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. awesome. And I look at him, I go, Adam, don't you have like the little thing out in the Leewood <laughs> right, to be right, at that today? small he congregation goes, no, to I'm serve. Because I have a guest speaker there today. Oh, I wanted to come see amazing. my buddy. I know. How Good sweet. man. Good, good man. He is literally, what you see is legit. I believe that. He's a real dude. I'm so glad to hear yeah, that. Yeah, he is. Too. It's like yeah. anybody that's ever questioned anything about that big, all the money and all Adam is legit. I love hundred percent. And I know him personally. He's legit. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, cool. So let's switch gears here in the last little part of this. Sure. Uh, because I know a lot of my listeners are like, Timmy, ask her the nasty. Yeah, step. get there. That's fine. I'm all Sex I'm is a big thing when it comes to relationships. Yes. I personally have been all over the map. You know, sure. when, when I first got divorced, mm -hmm. I was wild. And it's normal. Pitch. I think yeah. that's totally normal. Yeah, I, I would wild. call myself kind of, I don't know, wilds are for me kind right, of wild. Right, right. Yeah. So I went through that phase. Mm -hmm. Now I, I find 
Not that I'm opposed, you know, if, if it's there, if it's right, there's, right. A, there's a lot of heat and connection. I'm still open to certain things, uh-huh. but I lean towards, I want to care for you. Yeah. Like I want to, so you're I at a like different you. point in your journey. I, I then. Am, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, if there's a really dis- strong <laughs> sexual chemistry, yeah. I'm all down for fun. Not right. For sure. Right. But I definitely lean towards. Like I actually want to be able to afterwards snuggle, hold you, want you to stay around. Right. Not that was awesome. Can you go? Yeah. Can you go now? Can yeah. you leave, please? Again, I've been there. No, ju- I uh-huh. literally, I'm saying it as not like I'm better now. I've, it, sure. I've elevated out of that. I'm not even saying that. I'm just in another stage. Right. That was a stage. Yes. And it was great. Yes. I love it. Uh, it's not completely a closed door, but it's not as wide open as it was. Right. I'm more now going, okay, I want to like, like you, I want you mm-hmm. to like me. Mm-hmm. And then I want there also to be this chemistry and connection. So what is it like? Cause I, you know, you're a pretty woman. Thank you. <laughs> you could probably <laughs> go out anytime, anywhere and bring and a man sex? home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easy. You know, what is that? What's that, that quote? Uh, women can have sex anytime they want to. Men can have sex anytime the woman, woman wants, wants it. Yeah, yeah whatever. That, or, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, anyway, so what you're asking where I'm at with all well, of that, yeah, or I mean, like yeah, my if experience? You don't mind you, no, or, I don't. You know, you and your girlfriends. What do you talk about? Like, yeah. what is up with sex with women? Like, men want it so bad all the time. I think women do too. I think I think women do too. Um, and that is my opinion and the, that of my single girlfriends or single women that I talk to online or whatever. Yeah, I think we all want the same things. Um, I think personally, it's kind of been like case dependent. Like, you know, there's yeah, that say, thing what, out there how called... How does a man get to have sex with... Like, it's what that, is it, what's it's the, that strong... men would be like, so, any woman that's hot, I'll have sex yeah, with Yeah, I think women are the same way. If I find you to be really hot, I don't really care about the ramifications. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's, I've, I, I, I have viewed I have viewed a couple of men that way. Like, I don't even fucking care. Like, let's You're just... just yeah. Let's just do this. Um, that whole thing um, that the kids say, I'll say it that way, the fuck boy thing. Yeah, yeah that's real. I mean, there yeah. are some of them floating around out there online. I have not had... Experiences with those men, yeah. but there are a couple that I was like, huh, I talked to you for a, a while and, and I kind of wish it happened because I didn't really care um, because I didn't see them as someone that I wanted an emotional connection with. Maybe sure. just wanted their body. That's a human thing, right? Okay, this, I, so that's for real. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this, I don't, this is going to sound cocky, but I have to say it because it's something I was surprised by mm-hmm. is there have been women where I felt like I was they just wanted to yep. fuck me yep. and they didn't want anything to do with me. And I remember I was, I was so hurt. You were, yeah. I, was like, I think it well, does. I'm more than just a fuck boy. Right. Like, like I'm, I, there's depth here. Yeah, like, like I have something to offer. Yeah. Anyway, but no, I do. I, I think the same thing. I mean, I, I think all the dynamics work for men and for women. So I do think that there is something to be said. Like you, like you said, after your divorce, you're kind of like, Whoa, I'm a kid again. I can go out and do whatever I want. You know, watch, watch me. You know, yeah. I'm going to get all these, whatever numbers and I'm going to go on dates and I'm going to have sex. Like this is going to be a blast. And then you're like, okay, that's not that fulfilling. I mean, it was fun. I don't regret it, but now I want to find somebody. Um, I still don't know where I'm at on that spectrum. I have found myself a little scared when I start feeling like, oh boy, I might have a boyfriend here on my Mm. hands and I don't know yet if I'm ready for a boyfriend 
or if that guy is the right boyfriend. So I'm right. like, I do find myself being fairly careful and guarded in with my feelings. Yeah. I need like to if be you think, given okay. my past, I need to be a little bit cautious and right. take my time. So let me ask you uh -huh. this, because this has come up for me in my personal dating. Mm -hmm. I, okay. I had a situation where someone met me they were hot and heavy just based upon the physical chemistry uh -huh. right off the bat. So they didn't know me. They were just looking at me. I was looking at them and we both you just like, had sex. Yeah. Uh -huh. They couldn't see me anymore because they said, you're marriage material. You, oh, you and they are, weren't ready for that. Yeah. They were just like, mm -hmm. I feel from you, uh, which is funny. And I was like, no, because I'm not fucking marriage material right now. Like you know, you're not there. And, yeah. And, and you know, I, I, it's like, okay, just so you know. Like I can shut off my feelings and we can just get right, busy. Like, right. Trust we can me, just be friends I with can benefits. Turn that nozzle. Yeah. yeah like, uh -huh. You think, you think I'm going to fall right. for you or you, Oh yeah. Trust me. I can shut that off and we can just be physical. There's a guy that did the same thing to me. Yeah. He told me I was too good for him. Yeah. And I was like, well, I might be, but in bed, we are great together. So, okay. so here's my question. <laughs> so I wish that he would have just kept like, we went on little dates. We did. We went yeah. on dates, but there was sex out of the gates. I think we had sex on our first date. Um, he still called me, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think there's a lot of rules about that. <laughs> yeah. We still went out and we still had sex after that. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it was that thing with online dating. My guess is he met someone else or there was like a little lull in our availability or whatever. He was very new. He was just, I don't even know if he was, his divorce was final yet. Yeah. And he moved on and I moved on and then he reached out later I'm not kidding. And yeah. I got this long, very sweet Aww. message where you're just such a good person and I don't feel good about how I love things, Aww, you know? And I'm like, sweet. very kind of him. Yeah. And I, but part of me was what you just said. Like, why couldn't we still be having sex? Because now I'm not having sex and I liked sex with you. Uh, you know, I mean, for real, yes. that's where I'm like, don't overthink it, yeah. dummy. That was just my have rebound. sex with me. My yeah. rebound was, I think we both caught a little bit of feels, but I was so consciously aware that hey like i'm cool like like let's quit catching let's not catch feels right because i'm enjoying what's happening here I in think the bed a lot of people at our, i mean i think when i was younger or you know less experienced or at a different point in my life where i wanted a family and i wanted marriage and i wanted all of those things um it was easier to feel that natural um connection and you know you want to i I don't know. You fall for somebody sure. and, and all of that happens. It's easier to disconnect, I think, at an older age. Yeah. I just do. I sure. don't know if it's just life or whatever experiences or maturity or just understanding that some of it's just timing. Sure. And well, let me ask you one question and we'll mm -hmm. close because now you got to go and have a busy day. And we'll, we're going to redo this. Well, I'm not redo it. We're going to do another one. I want sure. you back on the podcast. Yeah. So when have there been guys that you met that you had like you were uh, you found attractive or <laughs> thought there could be a future, but, but felt like, man, I w how am I trying to put this? Mm -hmm. Why would you, one guy who's attractive and awesome, mm -hmm. would you fuck? Mm -hmm. And then someone else you wouldn't like, if I had a girl tell yeah. me like, I, I think I could fall for you. And so I can't do this. Yeah. Is that a thing with women? Like if you go, gosh, I could actually kind of like this guy. So I did I can't that recently. I did that recently okay. and I don't really know why I did, but, um, yeah, 
because there is that feeling. Well, I know kind of why I did, because I've had a couple of experiences. I told you earlier, I like to date men from out of town sometimes because I don't have a lot of time to commit to anyone. So the idea of like having a boyfriend or a guy that I date in another city, as long as there's trust there and good communication in between the, you know, weekends that we see each other or whatever, I love that idea yeah. um, because I don't necessarily feel like right now I want someone sitting on the couch next to me every night. You know, oh, okay. I, I'm not quite there yet. I want that to be my daughter. Right. Um, right. for two more years. But you enjoy a date here and there. I enjoy and yeah. And, yeah. And and um I still would like to build that with somebody. So anyway, I had a situation where I dated a man from out of town. I thought he was great. I thought we're gonna sustain this. You know, maybe it's a lofty goal. It wasn't that big of a distance. It was drivable. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, I mean, we can see each other on weekends, we'll go away on vacations together, like we'll make this work. Um, and it didn't because when it came time for him to drive to me, it didn't happen. And he also wasn't that great about keeping up in the meet, trying to get to know me more in between seeing one another. I'm like, I, this, I feel like an escort now. So this is done. You know what I mean? That's, I, it doesn't, it didn't feel like, uh, we were building a relationship. It felt like it was a weekend together here and there. So I should have handed you $10,000. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't like that feeling. Go figure. So I met another man who also happened. I was actually set up by a matchmaker with a man from out of town. Um, I really liked him. I really liked him a lot. And I did not have sex with him because I, I wanted him to honestly have to try a little harder than, you know. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much to talk about. I know, Stacey. right? I know. So you have to go, but thank you so mm-hmm. much for coming on the podcast. Thank if you, you for having close me. Up, yeah, of course. We're uh-huh. going to do it again. So for all the listeners, how can they find you, follow your podcast, yeah. connect with you? Thank you. So my podcast um, called Man Shopping with Stacy is launching anywhere you listen to a podcast on May 21st. I'm on Instagram, Stacy with an I-E underscore Weimer. Really easy to say over a microphone, W-I-M-E-R. <laughs> and then I have a website, manshoppingwithstacy.com. So I'm, yeah, trying to engage a lot with people, show them all the behind the scenes of what I'm learning, trying to put together this podcast, get ideas and content, and just basically build a tribe of happy single people later in life. Sweet. So Me it's too. Fun. Yeah, we're well, yeah, same thanks, thanks for same mission. On. Yeah, yeah appreciate thank it. you. Yeah.